But I love that video of Dick Hoyt, how he took his son and does all the marathons that he does from swimming to biking, and he carries him. And his son wouldn't get to do none of that if he didn't stay at it. Amen? That is a no-quit attitude right there of Dick Hoyt, of what he does. But we need that same attitude in our Christian walk today. Amen? Y'all with me this morning? Some of y'all sound like you're already quitting on me. We need to have... Listen, you are more this morning than a quitter. Amen? We need to hear that sometimes. I know we hear God, Jesus Christ, listen, He died on the cross to, to give us abundant life, but sometimes the Holy Spirit needs to speak down to us and say, you are more than that. You are more than a quitter. you got to keep going. You know, I'm sure many times Dick Hoyt wanted to quit, but he sees the joy that his son has and the joy of that racing. Because He is His Son's legs. And today, God can be your legs today. Amen? He can be your breath today, this morning. I'm going to read from a verse here. I'm going to do two or three sermons in Second Timothy. Timothy sometimes feels like... Sometimes in your Christian life... I don't know about y'all, but how many of y'all sometimes struggle? Man, everybody in here should struggle from time to time. Even when you're a Christian, you're going to struggle this morning. I don't, I, you're going to struggle whether you're in your marriage, whether you're on your job, sometimes you struggle. You struggle financially, you struggle. And sometimes the burdens of life can, 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 can become heavy, amen? How many of y'all have been burdened with life? And in, in 2 Timothy here, Timothy was being a pastor, and he was, uh, Paul was his mentor, and and Timothy was really getting discouraged. And so, and what I love about this though, is Paul himself is in prison when he writes this uh, letter of 2 Timothy to Timothy. Paul himself is in prison. Now y'all got to understand this, what a spirit this man has. He goes from being in prison, writing a letter to Timothy to encourage him not to get discouraged. And he himself is in prison. That is a spirit. Listen, how many of y'all have ever done that before? You got things bad yourself and you're encouraging somebody to get up and keep going and you got it worse than they got it. I thought about that, Levi. Man, the devil can't do nothing to a nut like that. Amen? I mean, you're encouraging somebody and you're discouraged yourself. This is where Paul was. He's in prison and he is encouraging Timothy to keep going, persevere, endure, don't quit. And listen, I've been preparing this and this is God's message for Pleasant Hill today. Don't quit. I don't care where you're at in our lives. Don't quit. You may be in a marriage. Don't quit. We may be in a ministry this morning. Don't quit. Now it's okay to rest. But don't quit. And I see as summer's coming on, and listen, we're going to be going on vacations. We're going to be busy. But let's not forget to stay focused on where our true heart is, and that's on Jesus Christ. Amen? As a church body. Hey, y'all can invite me and take me on two or three of your vacations with you. I don't care. But when we come back from vacation... And we get rested up. Let's stay focused on the direction God wants us to go. Amen. And as a church body, where He wants to go, don't quit. Some of you here this morning may be ready to quit. 
And, and I love these encouraging words. Paul said, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. He's looking back. That's the theme verse in 2 Timothy. That, that, that's the whole theme verse in 2 Timothy. And he's looking at Timothy here. being Timothy's being down. Timothy's being discouraged. And I, I know y'all can't believe this. This don't happen to preachers and churches. But people are talking about him. Oh! Shocked. And he's being despised. There's false teachers. And Timothy's just really being burdened with life. And here's what, here's what Paul writes to him in, in 2 Timothy in chapter 1. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God who I'm served with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice. And Paul said, I'm persuaded it's in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Lord, I pray that spirit will be in this house today. Lord, I pray you'll be an encouraging spirit today, an encouraging word. Because, Lord, it's easy to do a lot of things, but the hard part is to persevere sometimes. Lord, I, I pray you'll just take control of this service today. Your presence is already here through our worship. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, touch our hearts in a special way this morning. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. I was reading a story this week about a boy. You're talking about determination and per perseverance. This boy come out of his dad's shop. And he was carrying a pick a shovel and had his guitar. And as he was walking to the front door, his dad was coming out and met him and said, Son, where are you going with a pick, a shovel, and a guitar? He said, Well, you know, Dad, I've been dating this girl a long time and she wants me to serenade her under her window, so I'm going to play her a song and serenade her and we're really in love. He said, Really? He said, Well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to serenade her with a pick and a shovel and a guitar? He said, well, you know she lives in the basement floor of, her, uh, of this apartment duplex. And uh, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to dig down and play her a song and serenade her. That's determination. Whether you believe it or not, that's determination. Even if she's on ground floor. Mevin's looking at me and said, you messed that up, didn't you? <laughs> I already told it to her and she's going... The whole point is determination. Amen? She's on the ground floor and he's willing to dig down to her to serenade her. And sometimes that's where we need to be to get to God. Sometimes we have, sometimes determination, determination is what gets you into the presence of God. You can be casual and lazy about things, but sometimes that won't get you close. Sometimes determination is the only thing that puts you where you need to be in that spot in the presence of God. And Timothy was in this spot right here being burdened with life. And, and Paul says, listen, you can't let them guys bother you. 
I'd let people bother me years ago when I started preaching, I would not be preaching at you today. And some of them were good Christian folks. <laughs> they even talk. Can you imagine church people talk? I found this out real quick in ministry. We can have a thousand be saved today and baptize them next Sunday. It'll take six months for that to get out of here. But a lie come in here and come out and get out of here and they know it in two minutes. And they talk about it. That's the way the devil works. You might as well get ready. He's in the business to discourage you this morning. He's in the business to see you get as far away from God that you can. He's in the business of seeing you not being transformed by the Spirit of God. If He can keep you out of the church house, if He can keep you out of the Word, if He can keep you away from your Christian friends, the influences that you need on your life, if He can keep you away from all that and discourage you, He's won the victory this morning. And Timothy was just about there. But go back to that one, Tina, in that verse 1, in first, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul said, An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. I don't know about y'all, but uh, listen, he, he was telling him that the Apostle Paul, by the will of God, by the will of God, you are what you are. Whether you know it or not, God put His hand upon you. It was the will of God to be who you are, where you are, and what you're doing, your calling, whatever it is, was the will of God. And he says, the Apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus... To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now go to that one in 2 Timothy chapter 4. I love this theme verse of Timothy. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have what? Kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but to all who have loved His appearing. You've got to remember today, if you're walking the Christian walk for Jesus Christ, it is not a hundred yard sprint. If you're walking for Jesus' day and being a follower of Jesus Christ, it is a marathon, man. Listen, if, anything, if Jesus Christ is going to build anything in your life, He's not going to do it on one Sunday with one sermon. Amen. Now, He'll get you started and pointed in the right direction by through the worship and the words and, and my preaching. He'll stir your heart up and get you going in the direction. But let me tell you, sweetie, it's a marathon. Things don't always happen overnight. Can I get an amen or something? Give me a Presbyterian nod or something. This is good stuff. This is something to be excited about. Not to sit around going, I wonder when he's going to get out here. Man, this is going to make or break whether you're in church next week or not. Whether you stay married or not. Whether you fall away from your faith or become a, a dedicated follower of Jesus determines your perseverance. How do you handle when the pressures of life come upon you? How do you handle it? Do you run? Or do you stand and say, Hey, I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. I'm more. I'm more than that. Go to that verse, Tina. Romans 8.37. Man, y'all need to write this verse down. This is a great verse. 
It says, yet in all things we are more than conquerors through Him. Talking about Jesus Christ who loved us. Man, you got to remember that this week. When the devil comes knocking on your door, that you're more than a conqueror. When people start talking about you and saying things, and, and believe me, it's going to happen. I can stand and preach truth and they'll talk about me next week. Every time. Every time. But you know what? I'm more than a, I'm a survivor. I've been down that road before. I've been preaching for 17 years. I know the devil's not going to let me stand up here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, Lee, and preach the gospel, the truth, and then the devil's going to pat me on the back and say, that was good, George. He's going to come with hell and his demons and all of his fiery darts and try to discourage me, Tim. He's going to try to discourage you, the ministry, the leader. He's going to discourage you, leader, first. Because when he didn't discourage the leaders of this church, he's got the people. An old preacher told me a long time ago, George, when you're pastoring a church and leading the pews or the chairs will go the way the pulpit goes. And that is so true. If the preacher don't care about the truth, if the pastor don't care about desire and passion and love as people and want to see them be conquerors, in Jesus Christ, if they don't care, the pews don't care. That's called leadership. Look at it on your job. If your boss don't care, do you care about your job? If you are, you're a very disciplined person. People follow what they see. And Timothy was about ready to quit. These false teachers were talking about him, spreading things. I just run into somebody this week. And I thought, you know what, Lord, I thought we was over that junk. And I run into somebody this week, and I'm talking to them, and I invite them to church. And she goes, oh, I don't know about Pleasant Hill. I started saying, don't touch me. <laughs> I don't know about that church. I've heard some weird stuff down there at Pleasant Hill. I said, it's their pastor, because you'll grow to love him. She said, that place down there, I don't know, I've just, y'all got women preachers in the church and this and that. And I'm going, you know what, ho, ho, I want to shut the devil off right here. You need to come and see what this place is about and form your own opinion. Amen? I shut, I seen the devil crawling in already. Because this is one of them type people, all I had to say something, she'd have delivered the mail for me, Amen? <laughs> I've been around them. And I shut that down real quick. I said, listen, won't you stop believing gossip? Won't you stop believing lies of the devil and come sit and see what God speaks to you about and form your own opinion? Amen? And we need to speak up as a church and tell the devil that. Amen? Be a conqueror. Be a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Half the people outside, we know what God's like in here. We know who we are. But sometimes it don't be put out that way in the public. Amen? Because like I said, a lie. And sometimes it'll come from people in this building. That's what's bad about it. 
amongst us. But you know what? I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Listen, we need to be a church that reaches people at all costs. I don't care if you have a tattoo where your hair long got earrings. I don't care. I don't care. That's preference. Okay? The church has got real bad about getting preference and conviction mixed up. That's preference. I don't care if you wear a suit or you wear blue jeans. Just wear clothes. Amen? <laughs> wear clothes and be decent. Well, Brother George, if you knew I don't have a, I don't have a dress to wear down there, I'd come, already been down at that church seeing. Wear your blue jeans. If you ain't got church shoes, wear your flip-flops. It'll be okay. God will take care of you. But see, we got privilege. The devil is, is discouraging and killing churches because they don't know who they are. Over music in the church. Well, we like the old stuff. We like the new stuff. We don't like the guitars. We like pianos. We like the organs. <laughs> you know, preference, preference, preference. The devil loves preferences. He kills people's walk with God with preferences. And, and all that's preference. But when it comes to the truth of God's word... And sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. That's what it is. I'm not saying it, guys. <laughs> this is. Can everybody see this book? This is the Word of God. If we don't care about this, we don't need to be here. And see, this is what George gets condemned a lot of times by is preference, but he'll never get condemned for not preaching the truth. Amen. This church will always be attacked because of preference, but never because of the word. Like I said, a lie will go a lot further than the truth. The devil will make sure of it. And see, prefer hanging in there and not quitting, that's the heart that, that that takes work. It's easy to get a white dress and a tux and a preacher and meet at the front of the church. It's a lot harder to stay married 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 48. We got anybody in here higher than 48? How many? 55 years, church. That took work. Amen. Right there, 55 years. It, it started because they got a white dress and a preacher and got in front of the church, but it took, it took perseverance and endurance and a no-quit attitude to have a marriage go 55 years. Having kids is easy. I've had kidney stones. I know what it feels like. <laughs> kids is easy for the men. How's that? These women are riding up here on the front row. It's a lot harder to raise them. Amen? It's easy to be a, call yourself a dad. It's easy to call yourself a mom. It's hard to be a dad. 
It's hard to be a mom. Especially when they give you them funky looks. When you tell them something. Amen? Have y'all ever done that? You tell them to go do something and all of a sudden their face gets all rearranged. I mean... We just told hunters to do something the other day. Where's my sweet boy at? He'll be back. He'll be back. But see, it's easy to have kids, but it's hard to raise them. It's, let, me, let me put it to you this way. It's easy to walk an aisle. It's easy to say a prayer. But it's hard to follow Jesus. Oh, it's easy to confess Him. It's easy to say you're a Christian. But it is hard when it comes right down to it. See, it's easy to follow Jesus when everybody's patting you on the back. It's easy to be a preacher when everybody says, you preach such good sermons. But when you have to take a stand on God's Word, oh, not everybody loves you then. Then it gets hard. It's easy to go preach revivals and say, man, I love to hear him preach. But when it gets right down to the nuts and bolts of God's Word, it's hard to be a follower. See what I'm saying? Timothy was in this same place that we are today in 2013. It's hard sometimes to be a Christian. It's easy to show up on Sunday. Amen? I mean, most of y'all had a pretty easy time getting here today. You had air conditioner in your car, unless you had your windows down. Or you rode a motorcycle. We got in here and we got half the, half the sides blowing air, half the sides not. Some of y'all are fanning, some of y'all are not. But we still got it better than most churches today in China that meet at night at 3 in the morning with one little light bulb just to read God's Word uh, in fear that they'll get their heads chopped off. We've got it really, it's really easy to come to church. But it's hard to be a follower. It's easy when everybody's patting you on the back. It's easy when the community sees people being saved. But when it gets right down to it and you have to take a stand, not only in here, but on your job, then you're going to figure out it's not so easy. Because it's going to happen to you. If you're being a true follower of Jesus, the devil is going to attack you. Amen? He's going to attack you. If you're going to be a child of God, I mean, you're a born-again child of the King, the devil, you say, Brother George, he's not attacking me. Then what are you doing? If you're, listen, any old dead fish can float with the current. <laughs> Amen? That's a good one there. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Randy. But when you start swimming up that current, you can expect the devil to attack. And sometimes, mom and dad, you're going to swim up the current to get your family where God wants them to be. It can't always be floating with the current. Sometimes you've got to swim up it. I love what James said. You say, Brother George, I'm not understanding. I, man, going through trials and hard times and, and all of this, I don't know why we... It's called life. You can be the best Christian in the world. You can never hurt nobody's feelings. Everybody loves you. And you're still going to have trials. Because if you're doing something for God that's transforming people's lives with the Word of God, you can expect people to talk. When, when, when I came to Pleasant Hill, Rick, 
and we started growing and, and, and the house. I didn't expect the community to fall in love with us. I've been, I'm not that dumb. No, sometimes dumb. I'm, I mean, I know that when we start pronouncing the name of Christ, there's going to be some people that's just going to stand up and do anything they can do out of jealousy, out of anything to see it fall. Amen. Has that ever happened in your own walk? Has anybody ever said something about you that wasn't even true? And you know it wasn't. But you know what? Sometimes you can't say something. You just got to keep swimming upstream. Just got to keep swimming. Because you know what? God judges and God knows all. And He will take care of it. All God wants us to do as a church body is not to quit. Amen, Dwayne? Don't quit. Keep going on the men's ministry, guys. Don't quit. Yes, it's summertime and we're going to have vacations. Let's, hey, it's okay. I want to read something. I want to read this. I put this in. If y'all got Facebook, you probably read this already. I love this saying that I found. It says, don't quit. When things go wrong, as sometimes they will, when the road you're trudging seems uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When cares are pressing you down a little bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is strange with its twists and turns, as all of us sometimes must learn. And many a failure turns about when we might have won had we stuck it out. Don't give up through the pacing, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. And I love this part. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver of the clouds, the doubt. And you can never tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when you're the hardest hit. It's when things get worse that you must not quit. It takes a strong man to swim against the current, but a dead fish will float with it. Amen? That may be exactly where you're at this morning. But James, Tina, go to James real quick. James says that trials and hard times, you know what that produces in us, in our spirits? Perseverance. And when I first read James, I thought, man, this James guy, I don't know if he, you know, count it all joy when you get in a trial. How many is the last time y'all shouted because you was in a hardship? I mean, yesterday we was in a hardship and the electricity came on. I was sitting in my room, had my light off. And I had one of them Brooklyn LED lanterns that they advertise on TV for, you know, $19.99. Hey, them things are pretty bright. I'm sitting there doing a little study. And actually, I wrote a little devotional on Facebook. Didn't have nothing else to do. The TV was off. It, you never heard it so quiet in your house till the electricity goes off. Man, I could hear my heart going boom, 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 boom. It was quiet. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I, I, I'm typing on my phone, that little devotional. I hear, whoa, praise Jesus. She's in the living room. I said, something happened. I stuck my head out the door and she was in the kitchen. Boy, she was flipping all the lights off. They were all, my light was off. And my, I went over and I flipped the light on and said, now the lights come on. She was excited. She was counting it joy. 
because she came through that and the lights come on. But what James, go to that one, Tina, in James chapter 1. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And that various is all kinds. Big ones, little ones. Somebody spreading a lie, somebody not. Some of them by your own mistake that you fell into that trial. By a bad decision. But he said, they're all various. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, which is endurance, perseverance. Did you know the trials that you're going through is giving you a no-quit attitude and spirit? I know some people, it seems like that one trial after another hits them and hits them and hits them. And then I see some folks that hardly ever go through any major trials. I've got a cousin that I preached his funeral for last year was 64 years old. That man has had constant trials in his adult life. His, well, all of his life. His daddy died when he was 10. His mama raised about six boys and girls. Three and three. Not 12. Raised all of them herself. He grew up and got married when his kids were about six, seven, and, and, and ten years old. His wife was going to Mount Ida and got killed on 270 by a drunk driver. Killed her and hurt both the kids really bad. Stayed in the hospital for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then, after they got over that, he gets remarried and his daughter, the one that was, wasn't in the car crash, but the youngest one, committed suicide when she was two weeks from graduating. And then, not just two years ago, the daughter that was in the wreck, they own a farm in Mount Ida and have chicken houses. The little girl they had was a year and a half old to two. Always put her in a basket on the back of a little dirt bike. And went to the chicken house. If you live on a farm, you, you, we got dirt bikes. And she wound up getting killed as a result of the motorcycle. And then on and on other things have happened in this family. And then just last year, he just retired and is on his tractor. Hadn't been retired hardly no time. After 30-something years with the U.S. Forest Service, he's just getting to enjoy it. And he dies of a heart attack on his tractor. Out in the field. Nothing, nothing wrong or anybody knew. And I was thinking, Lord, why do you allow such hardships? That's what I preached at the funeral. Is sometimes God allows some of us to go through more hardships than others. I haven't had that many tragedies in my family, except for grandma, grandpa's, and older ones that have went on to be with the Lord and just passed away. But it seems like every two years there's another tragedy. You know, I, I, I got to preach Daryl Holcomb's funeral here just two weeks ago. He got killed on 70 West just two weeks ago from that motorcycle accident. If you've ever been around Tanya and you've ever been around Tammy, and they used to be singletons, same way. They had tragedy ever since they were kids. They have went through it. But as I look back at them, I can look at some of them, the, the trials I went through, and, and this, this verse here pins them to a T. They have perseverance. They're tougher than a lot of us are. I mean, I get a little more month and not enough money sometimes, and I whine! Or I don't get to do what I wanted to do. Them are nothing. Them are little bitty, insignificant 
when you're losing family members in tragedies and over and over, you got it good, folks. We all got it really good. But God allows you today. You may say, Brother George, you don't know what I'm going through right now. No, I don't, but God does. And He knows He's trying to keep you from quitting. He's doing everything in heaven to bring heaven to earth to try to keep you from saying, I'm done. Because he's trying to work patience, perseverance through it. You say, Brother George, you may not see it right in the middle of it. Amen? Most of us don't see the joy in the middle of it. When we get spiritually mature, and here's where God wants to get all of us at, and this is tough. This is easier to preach than to do. Is when we start to go through that trial and you think, thank you Jesus, something good is going to come out of this. Even though you don't know, But by faith, God wants you to believe in Him. I don't know why I'm going through this right now, but God's working something out for my good. According to His purpose. Because I love Him. How many of y'all have been there on this? Some of y'all may say, well, Brother George, this sermon... Listen, some of y'all feel like quitting today. Today. And God's trying to build perseverance. Look what the next one says. But let patience or perseverance have its perfect work that you may be perfect or mature, complete, lacking nothing. The devil's going to do everything. He, listen, I, I keep telling this church this, and it's going to, we're going to get this one of these days. God is continually transforming this church. And the more we do for God and see people's lives saved, see families come in here and be a part, like this family sitting on the front row, you think the devil enjoys this? I love the Franks, amen? Y'all stand up here, man. I, I ain't going to embarrass you, I promise. Y'all stand up. I never, I do all the talking, amen? Turn around. Hey, these guys were reached through our kids' program. Their kids coming on Wednesday night, they started riding a van. Jamie, they're all here today. Joel and Jamie are here because God, he put the conviction for them to be here. But I'm just telling you, it started, where's it at? Shady, where are you at? Come here, I didn't know you was here today. Don't wake the other one up. Shady, just raise your hand there and wait. Come here, come here. Come here, y'all, come here, come here. Is he, okay. He's asleep, well. Come here. Listen, guys, when we start getting families like this into church... You can expect trials and tribulations to come at this church. Hey, talk is talk. That's nothing. The devil's behind the big picture. I can handle talk, but I need to figure out how to handle the devil. Amen? And so these guys are here. Y'all can be seated. These guys are here because, hey, we're reaching out. We're doing things. So you can expect the devil's not going to let us reach families like this and bring them in and see God change their lives and make them a part of our fellowship without some of us going through some trials. The devil says, all I got to do is get a little rough on them people down at Pleasant Hill and they'll quit. Amen? Get a little rough on you, they'll quit the first thing. Oh, they love to shout and praise God and hear, hear sermons about heaven, but preach on conviction and sin and they'll quit. See, it got quiet. Boy, God's good. But when I preach on heaven, we all shout. Don't think that we're going to keep preaching families and God's going to use this church and we're going to be a blessing without us being attacked by the devil. 
He's ultimately the one behind it. Now, I love the way the devil works. He'll go come along, Chris, and he'll plant a little seed or thought in your mind. Probably about me. And then he'll, and then he'll go off and say, I'm going to leave this seed right here. I'm going to leave. And you know what? That thing grows, and it grows on because we feed it. We water it. We fertilize it. Amen. And it grows bigger. And the devils he's off in another county somewhere working on another church. And then we turn around and say, the devil made me do it. Yeah, but he, he did it six months ago. Amen. You've got to learn how. Yes, he is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But when you see the devil, it's time to resist him and flee from him. Say, I'm not taking that devil in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm a child of the king. I'm not going to let you do this to my family. My church. We got to recognize the devil. He's not your little guy on the devil ham can. Okay? He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour to trick you. If he can get you to quit, almost at the time of your blessing, he gets you to quit, he says, I got them. Man, if they could only have seen what was on the side of that fence right there. They was almost over it, and they quit. If they'd ever got over that fence, I'd have lost them to God forever. He knows that today, church. So where are you at this morning? Has your faith got cold? Do you feel like your faith is cold? We all, our faith all get cold. It, it happened to Timothy right here. But you know what will really encourage you? He said in that verse 1, I'm going to give you the promise of life in Jesus Christ. Without a doubt, God will never forsake you. He'll never leave you this morning. God will always hold on to you. How many of y'all believe that? Listen, He'll never, never leave you. He's committed to you. He's committed eternal life to us. He's not going to quit on us. In this life, if He's done giving us eternal life, He's not going to quit in this life. He's always going to be there for us. By the will of God, you are called to be who God called you to be. That's why the Apostle Paul said, by the will of God, I am who I am. God put His hand on each and every soul in here and give you a special calling. You had nothing to do with it. Listen, the last thing in the world I wanted to do was be a preacher. Man, them guys get treated like dirt. I seen them in my own church growing up. Stay two years, pack up, and boom, they're gone. Something happened. I didn't want to be part of that, Mary. I didn't want to be a traveling preacher with a little horse and a cart and a wife and a kid. But God has blessed me and put me at Pleasant Hill. I hope I'm here 20 more years. Amen? Yeah. I mean, God's not through. But listen, I, I didn't choose to be this. God had chosen me long before I ever knew I was going to be a man of God and a speaker for Him. Even though when my life didn't even look like it, Tim. And there was times in my life it didn't look like a preacher. Amen? Ask some of my buddies in high school. But you know what? God didn't leave me there. 
And He won't leave none of you in that same position because by the will of God, He has called you to be something greater. He's not going to leave you there. I don't care how much you fight, kick, and scream. He's going to do everything He can do to get you. And he's, God has put His hand on each one of us in this morning. He promised us, don't be encouraged, don't quit. If anything else, we got eternal life. And compared to this, this life stinks compared to eternal life. Amen. I mean, we think we got it good. We got great big TV screens and all the... You ain't seen nothing in heaven. There's a screen up there to blow these away. I think. I know there's a lot of gold up there. Amen. And there's a lot of joy up there. You think you got joy now? You hadn't experienced joy. You, you, you think we worship here? We don't worship here. Oh man, there's going to be some Baptists in heaven. It's going to be so funny. God's going to go, put it up, put it up, put it up. Worship me. Worship me. Well, I just don't worship like that. You ain't got a choice in heaven, brother. You're not going to care about what people think. You're going to fall down on your knees and honor and glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's all you're going to care about. You won't even care what your neighbor thinks up there. Isn't that something? I don't even care what car I drive up there. Hey, Larry, they might even have bass boats. But see, that's what's so funny. We're looking at it from a human... We're not going to care about catching a fish. We're not going to care about riding in a car. We're not going to care about eating. We're not going to do nothing but spend our time at the feet of Jesus. So don't quit. Don't quit this morning. Amen. You may be here this morning. Your faith may be cold. Your family may be cold. You may have been hurt. That's okay. Don't quit. People talk about you. People spread. Hey, don't quit. If you're going to do anything for Jesus, you're going to be attacked. It may not be publicly, but it may be eternally. In your mind, you'll be attacked. In your mind. Humble yourself before God and He shall lift you up. Amen. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I love you this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll instill this morning in our hearts a no-quit attitude. Lord, there may be someone in here and someone in ministry. Lord, we can't quit in ministry. It's okay to take a rest and we all need vacations and we need to rest and be with our families. But Lord, keep us focused on the main goal of life and that's serving you, being a follower of you. Lord, the devil's going to come and attack. He's going to throw his fiery darts. He's going to give us his best shot to knock us down. Lord, there's people in this church that have been coming for just a couple months. He's already attacking them, trying to keep them out of your service. There's people in this church that have been going for years. He's attacking them. Because, Lord, when we stand up for you, your, your word says, when we lift up you, you draw all men to you. To you. And Lord, when they're being transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit, the devil wants to discourage this morning. And he may put a dark cloud over a lot of families in this church. But I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that you'll lift them up. They'll humble themselves this morning. You'll lift them up above that. And they can count it joy to be a child of the King. Lord, I... 
I want to be a man of God for you. Lord, I'm always going to uphold your word and your truth. It's not always popular and it's not always the greatest thing happening out there. But you said your word will never, never, never return void. And Lord, I pray that you'll work in hearts in this building today. You'll move upon hearts in this building with your precious seed of your word. Just plant the seed this morning, Lord. And help the Holy Spirit to grow that seed in them. Let us step out on faith this morning. Come to you, Lord, and say, I'm not quitting. And all God's people said, Amen. As we sing this morning, come and draw close to Jesus Christ. Come to the altar. Come and pray. Come with your wife, your children.